Ring Fanatics Podcast, episode number 42. I am Nick, your host, and I know Joel isn't here. It's just me today. It sucks. It's just me in this episode. I should apologize in advance for Joel not being here. It's been a busy week for the both of us. We couldn't find time to sit down together to record this episode, but I will get this done. And starting next week, Joel will be back. Uh, Joel will be back here starting next week and forever. So we, ever, I don't know. This podcast isn't going nowhere. Um, so Joel will be back next week until forever, basically. And just this week, we couldn't find time to do it, so apologize for that. Uh, as, as always, you know, as I've been saying from previous episodes, continue to subscribe to us on YouTube. Click that post notifications bell right next, the, right next to the subscribe button so you make sure that you don't miss an episode of the Ring Fanatics podcast. It is important that you know when we start 12 p.m. every Fridays. So just click that post notifications bell right next to the, right next to the subscribe button. Um, and I do apologize for another thing, it is raining here in New York. It's been raining all week, so if you hear rain or thunder or something related to rain, if you hear something related to that, then I'm sorry. I apologize. It is raining outside. It's been a raining week in New York here, so again, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. Um, so as you can tell by the title of this episode, what a stacked month it is in the world of professional wrestling, specifically in the month of July. July is, is, is a pretty stacked month in wrestling. You know, we started off with on Tuesday on NXT Great American Bash and last night on AEW Road Rager. Um, and it's continuing. More wrestling is coming. More wrestling is coming. You know, next week we have Fighter Fest Night 1, Slammiversary for Impact, Money in the Bank, Friday Night SmackDown and Raw, the first the first audience in over a year. We got that coming back. Then we have Fighter Fest Night 2 and Fight for the Fallen to end off July. What a month of wrestling that is. Like I said before, I will talk about NXT Great American Bash. I'll talk about AEW Road Rage. Wow, what great shows both of those shows were. Amazing. Just starting off with NXT. You know, we had Tegan Knox returning. Finally, she returned. I've been waiting for her for, to return for a while. She is now 100% charged. She's 100% ready to go. Great, great vignettes, by the way. I did not think of her at first, I'll be honest. Uh, I know there were reports before her return that she had a match on Raw as a dark match. Well, still, I didn't even think of that. I even put two and two together. I didn't even know why. I didn't know why I think of that. But I'm glad she's back. I'm glad she's 100%. Glad that she's re- renewing that feud with Candice LeRae. If y'all didn't know, last year when she got injured, it was due to the hands of Candice LeRae. So I'm glad they revisited that. And I'm glad she came back to uh, to ha- haunt her past. You know, relive that feud with Candice LeRae one more time. You know, she finally came back. So I'm glad that happened. Um, New tag team champions, I don't like, really. I don't like the new tag team champions. Zoe Stark and Io Shirai don't click with me as well. I don't like it. I don't know why. I may not be the only one. I know some of you don't like that team as well, but Zoe Stark and Io Shirai, I like them individually. As a team, not really. I don't click. I don't like it. I don't know. I know it's too early to tell, but I didn't like it when they started it last week. I didn't like it today. Uh, this past week when they won the tag team championships. Wrong decision for that. Um, Larray and Indy Hartwell should have won. They should have retained it. Don't know why it's on Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, but um, yeah, I don't know why they had to to win those tag belts. Hopefully, it will change my mind in the future. I don't know. Maybe it will change my mind. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I guess uh, they have a plan for that. Obviously, Triple H is no uh, stranger to booking things well. Um, at least he does in the company. But you know. Uh, Hopefully he can book it right. Hopefully he can book it well to make me more interested in it. 
Um, should have thought, like I said, should have thought Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae should have retained. Um, they didn't like those new tag team championships. Hopefully, they'll do something like Kushida does, where it's open challenges every week. Maybe we get to see new tag teams. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that one of them might turn on each other eventually. Um, I feel like one of them is going to turn on the other, causing a Zoe Stark versus Irshirai feud. Uh, can really be, be interesting towards both um, individuals. Uh, it'll be different, you know. So the tag team titles for both of them, I guess, like I said, I'm going to be saying it for a while. I don't like them as a team. Um, so maybe it'll change my mind in the future. Who knows? But again, hopefully they can do something where it's like a Kushida type of thing, where it's an open challenge for new tag teams to introduce new women's tag teams. I thought that would have been not the case for the Women's Dusty Rhodes Cup, but I guess they didn't have much ready. <clears throat> you know, there's there, there are a lot of women who are not signed to... Obviously, yeah, I mean, sorry, poor choice of words. Who are signed to NXT, but we haven't seen on TV yet. So maybe they'll introduce new tag teams that we haven't seen to get. They haven't seen yet as a team in NXT. So maybe that'd be something different that they're going to do. Like I said, they could be doing the open challenges uh, for Io Shirai and Zoe Stark against new tag teams. Uh, so maybe that's the plan, I guess, I'm assuming. Don't want to assume too much, but yeah. Uh, the opening match of NXT, Great American Bash, was amazing. MSK retained. Uh, I like how they just rolled it up. You know, Thatcher and Champa pretty much dominated that entire match uh, from start to finish. Uh, they dominated. Uh, Kind of shocked that they lost, to be honest. Um, I would expect them to win it. Uh, another team that I kind of don't... Th they worked well together, yes. I, I can see why they are teaming together. Um, but again, I'm one of those people that don't like that Thatcher and Champa as a group, as a team. I'm That's a hot take, I guess. I feel like a lot of people like them. I love them. Uh, but I kind of don't feel that way because I feel like they're also another team that are going to break up soon because they did have the history in the past where they were feuding for a while. Um, to me, I know there has been a lot of tag teams in the past that didn't work well together, and then all of a sudden just, you know, just worked well together. So they could be uh, a great tag team in the future and permanent for a while. But um, I, I, I have a, like, something in me that's one of them is going to turn eventually. I don't know why. Uh, but I feel like one of them is going to turn the other soon, causing them to not, you know, be a team anymore. That's what I'm. It's kind of. It's always strange to me that like they were, they were feuding, and then all of a sudden now they're best friends. Like it's just. That's always confused me in wrestling. Uh, and like I said, yes, there have been teams that were you know not great together and have been great in the future. Uh, but um, this is this team isn't for me. Even though they do have the chemistry together, they do have the chemistry. They do work well together, and I love that. But uh, I don't know. This, it's always that's always stuck in the back of my mind. Like who's gonna turn on who? Who's gonna be that? When is it coming? You know, it's always in the back of my mind. When they were specifically these two, uh, Champa and Thatcher team together in a tag team match, um, and I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. I thought it would happen, so I'm guessing they're gonna roll with it for a while. Um, I guess that's where they're heading with it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for that. Uh, I love how MSK did a roll up to win the match instead of just peeing them clean, because I, I, you know, like I said. Champa and Thatcher dominated the entire match, so I was, it's a great way to end it and retain. Um, they couldn't beat them clean. That was the point of the match and being dominated by. So I like the how they just did a roll up and won the match. That could, that that's going to continue to roll to add on to the storyline. Now, this story definitely isn't done. Um, obviously, uh, they only have one match together. I think these two are gonna uh, are gonna have more. These two teams are gonna continue on feuding for a bit, and that's gonna be part of the storyline. You know, like MSK didn't beat beat. Uh, Champa and Thatcher Queen 
and they're going to keep mentioning that over and over and over again until eventually, you know, Champa and Thatcher win. So I'm glad that they 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 run through a roll up because it's going to be add, adding it's going to add some 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 great story into it and how they just randomly did a roll up to win. It's going to add on to the story really really well. And I'm glad. I hope uh, they get one more shot at the tag titles. Hopefully, and specifically at a takeover, so that way Champa and Thatcher win it uh, in front of a, a, a big stage instead of just an episode of NXT. So I'm glad this happened. Um, I'm glad this happened now. Um, the main event, um, actually before the main event, um, before the main event, it was there was not the match before it, but another match that happened. Cameron Grimes is now the butler, personal butler to LA Knight. Um, and a lot of people are mad at that about that. Um, I'm not. I mean, I love Cameron Grimes. Okay, I'm not. This is not an episode full of hot takes. I'm not trying to do that here, but like you know, um, I kind of just, it fits well. <clears throat> um, Cameron Grimes can do anything. I mean, I, I love him. He's a great, great character. You know, I've loved his new gimmick with the money and stuff like that. Um, so I think this adds, and this uh, again, this is also another feud that's still gonna go on for a while. Um, I don't think this is going to end really, really soon. This is not going to end soon. It's going to go on for a while. I see this feud going past this year. Um, I think that Cameron Grimes is going to be his butler for a while. And eventually, this is my prediction, um, I think Cameron Grimes is going to turn heel on somebody and um, join LA Knight and actually have an alliance with him. And the way I see it is that Cameron Grimes is probably going to um, end up, you know, turning on somebody who is a babyface, and uh, like I said, align himself with LA Knight because LA Knight is probably paying him a lot of money, and he's appreciating the money that he's given, being given by LA Knight. So I think he's going to accept that and then just join LA Knight um, and just be his butler for a while. Um, maybe he's going to be a permanent butler. I mean, I don't, depending on how long this lasts, um, it could, it could, he could probably be his butler for a while and then eventually turn on LA Knight, uh, and maybe beat him for the championship, the billion dollar championship. I don't know. They could do a lot with this. This is something that it's, it's been strong since the moment them two have been feuding together and it's going to continue like that for a while. Uh, I, I, again, I, I think LA Knight, I hate the name. I'm going to call him Eli Drake as long as I live. So, Eli Drake, I'm going to call him that, uh, his original name, uh, I think it was the right fit to win for the Million Dollar Championship, uh, the right person to retain it, uh, even though I, I don't like Cameron Grimes as the butler, I think it could add more value to the story, and this might last for a while, like I said, so I love that. The ending, the main event, uh, I don't want to get to the whole entire show, because I have a lot to talk about with AEW as well, uh, Adam Colvis and Kyle O'Reilly, also a story that's not done. I feel like it's not... That's not the final uh, nail in the coffin. Um, I think that Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly may last till um, a long, long time. This could be one of their biggest rivalries in NXT history. Um, I think Adam Cole, uh, you know, the victory this past Tuesday night on Great American Bash just adds more to it. Now they're even one and one. Uh, they might, they might continue on feuding until one gets the upper hand. Um, until one gets the victory over the other, and it might last like that. They both are competitive superstars. As we've seen, for me personally, on NXT, they both want to compete and do better than the other. That's what they are, competitive superstars, which everyone should be. 
Um, so I think this might last for a long, long time and go on for a bit. This probably could be a War Games match. I hope. I know I made a War Games match and a uh, prediction match in one of our previous episodes. But I think one thing that could be also uh, in War Games is uh, Team Kyle O'Reilly versus Team Adam Cole. Adam Cole assembles three other guys with him. Kyle O'Reilly assembles three guys with him. They have a War Games match to decide who's better, who could be a better leader, who could be a better you know person, like super soul all around. Uh, will Will Roderick Strong be a part of this with Diamond Mind? Maybe. Uh, maybe they can add that into the story to make it three on three on three. Because I know the very first NXT War Games was a three on three on three match with Undisputed Era versus Sanity versus AOP and Strong. So it could they could go back to that this year. You know that Roderick Strong being I guess you could say the leader of Diamond Mind uh, can add a lot to this War Games and the story between the three. Uh, the only person you're missing is is Bobby Fish, which I'm pretty sure he could be in one of the, the teams for either Cole or Riley, or O'Reilly. So that actually is done, not done there yet. So uh, great match overall, uh, great choice to win. Like I said, it adds more to the story that they're both even in singles matches against each other. Uh, the women's uh, championship, I wish Raquel Gonzalez would have had a match uh, this past Tuesday. Um I think she needs a, a, a great opponent to go up against her. I think uh, she needs a, a great feud as NXT Women's Champion. But as a whole uh, show of great NXT Great American Bash 2021, that was a great show. What are, uh, I'm trying to think of a number. I think 1 in 10. Um, I would say 8.5. Uh, I feel they could have had... Um, I, I would say 8.5. I, I, there's a very little things that I... The only thing I didn't like was the ending of the women's tag team championship match. Like I said before, the way should have retained it. Uh, I love the fact that they have, I know, Samoa Joe now uh, the special guest referee for the next week's NXT championship match. Hype for that. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I didn't like the ending of the tag team match. And there's like this a few minor spots that, that I didn't agree with, agree with that night. So I would say 8.5 out of 10. Um, AEW Road Rager. Wow. First AEW show with a full capacity crowd in over a year. And what? And wow, they delivered heavily, as I expected. You know, um, the great opening match, uh, the strap match, right when it's called the match, Cody Rhodes. Speaking of which, Aleister Black, now Malachi Black. Love this debut. Did not expect it to happen this soon. I had a feeling he was debuting in AEW, but did not think it was happening this soon. And let me tell you this. Um, if y'all didn't know, <clears throat> if y'all didn't hate the news of Malachi the Black, formerly known as Aleister Black in WWE, is now in AEW as Malachi Black. Um, the reason you may be thinking, how is, this, how is this so soon? Did he just get released about a month ago? Yes, he did. And did, wasn't he supposed to have a 90-day no-compete clause? Yes. But, from sources as I, see, as I saw online, <clears throat> apparently... Um, Aleister Black, when he got released from WWE, apparently WWE forgot to give him, uh, uh, forgot to update his NXT contract, um, which means that in NXT, when superstars are uh, signed to NXT and are under contract with NXT, they are signed a 30-day non-compete uh, clause after they get released, as opposed to the main roster superstars, they have a 90-day non-compete clause. Uh, and then once a superstar gets called up to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, their contract gets updated 
from a 30-day non-compete clause. Not being, obviously, besides the money and everything else, but they go from a 30-day non-compete clause to a 90-day non-compete clause. And apparently, when Alistair Black guy called up about a little bit over two years ago, WWE forgot to update that. So he still had a 30-day non-compete clause from his NXT contract. That's why he was able to join AEW this past week instead of waiting until the 90 days, which was supposed to be either the end of August or the beginning of September. So that's why he was able to join AEW this soon and do whatever he needed to do in wrestling, I mean, which is right now it's just AEW this early. Um, so I think that was a great move, obviously. Great match. I, I, I had a feeling that, I remember during the strap match, <clears throat> there was, this random light just went off, and then nothing happened. And then it happened later on with the segment with Arn Anderson, and there was now Malachi Black. <clears throat> so it would have been cooler to, to, to have him debut during the match. That would have been cooler. Uh, but again, it was still cool either way. Uh, they made it work. Uh, by having the the segment, uh, just to throw it in there to have him debut. Uh, but I, again, I, I wish it would have happened during the match. That would have made it more interesting uh, and cooler to see. Uh, MJF and Jericho loved that stipulation. Loved how he brought um, the the table, the, the table, the uh, confrontation they had in the ring. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Fuck that fan that tried to get into the ring. Fuck him. He tried to attack the guys. The first, the very first crowd back with AEW and some stupid ass guy. Have to do that shit. Like, that pissed me off. That pissed me the fuck off. Like, really. Come on, guy. Come on. He just ruined it. The very first crowd back and he had to ruin it. Like that. But, I like the MJF stipulation that he brought up when he was, when Jericho was feeding with Moxley. How he did the, how Jericho did the, uh, I, I could have sworn that was, uh, Cody Rhodes and MJF feud. Remember, he did that with Wardlow. Um, the Steel Cage. That was one of the, the stipulations. But, I don't remember that, that, uh, Jericho stipulation with Moxley. But I'm loving how um, MJF is making Jericho run through these hoops in order to get to him. Um, kind of like he did in the past with Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> in order for Cody Rhodes uh, to get to MJF, he had to go through these obstacles first. Like I remember one of them was like having to get whipped in with the belts 10 times in the back by Wardlow. He faced Wardlow in the steel cage match and other things too. Uh, and he did all of it and he had the match with MJF. Glad he's doing it again with Jericho. Excited to see what these stipulations are, uh, who he's going to go up against and stuff like that. Uh, so that's interesting. I'm loving the fact that Hey Man, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega um, are finally going at it one-on-one. Great time to make this match when the crowds are back in, 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 in the arenas. So now we get to see genuine reactions with this feud. <clears throat> I love what, uh, I forgot who said it. It was either Tony Schiavone or Jim Ross, one of them, or Excalibur. One of, them, one of those three said it, how like, they didn't really say anything on the mic to each other. But one of those three commentators said, the eyes tell the story. It does. It does tell the story. The, the, the way they were looking at each other was like, that's the story right there. They have the history. They have the history between them two. So <clears throat> I'm glad that they're finally having this match. Most likely going to end up being at All Out. Um, and I hope MJF wins it. Uh, I love it. Uh, the main event I love too, the Young Bucks tag team match against Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Miedo. Um, great ending to the, to the first various night. It was very exciting, very entertaining. Uh, oh man, I just thought, thought of the, the, the tax in Eddie Kingston's mouth. Oh god, that bothers me. It hurts to talk now after seeing that he got kicked in the face. Ugh. But, great tag team match, great street fight it was. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember all the other matches that took place that night. Uh, Andrade El Idolo, great debut match. Uh, love, love the, um, love the first match. Um, already want to know. I'm a big fan of Andrade's ever since. I, I never heard of him before. I haven't heard of him before NXT, but ever since he arrived at NXT, I have been a fan of him ever since, and I wish him all the best and success in AEW. I know he's gonna kill it. Vicky Guerrero by his side. What a manager that is. No disrespect to Zelina Vega. She did a great and an amazing job with him in WWE. But Vicky Guerrero, major upgrade, in my opinion. Don't come at me. I prefer Vicky Guerrero over Zelina Vega. Great, great pairing being them two. And I love it going forward. Um, I'm trying to... I, I was so excited about everything that happened. That I'm literally forgetting what happened in, in AEW. And I shouldn't be. That's a problem. Um... But it was a great show overall. <clears throat> I loved every single second of it. Um, and they delivered for a very first show, uh, uh, especially the first show back with fans. Ethan Page and Darby Allen, a great confrontation too, hyping up their coffin match for next week. Um, I'm excited for that. That's going to be the match of the night next week. So I'm looking forward to that match. And wow, I remember Ethan Page's promo just really put everything into place. How they went back to the past with you know with them being indies for a bit, so they brought up really everything that they needed to do for this match, hyping it up for next week. Uh, weird not seeing Sting by our Darby Allen side, even though I love Sting, I love the pairing, um, but I think it's I think it's time for I don't know if Sting is a manager or just teaming with Darby Allen because he's also a wrestler too. He's wrestling in AEW now, so it's like. I don't know. It's it, I love them together, but at the same time, it was kind of weird. To me, it's kind of like the parent taking the kid to school and like taking like having the parent like holding hands with with the child everywhere she goes. If she's shopping and everything, that's how I think of it. It's like a parent always bringing the child everywhere she goes, even though it's not really about Sting. It's more about Darby Allen uh, to help him out more. But I think it's about time that Darby just uh, Sting just like steps away a little bit from Darby and let Darby do his thing for a bit. Instead of uh, uh, having a sting with him at all times, uh, I think Darby could do it on his own. I I, I kind of don't want Sting to interfere during this match, even though it might happen. Because if Scorpio Scorpio Sky is if Scorpio Sky is interviewing interfering during this match next week, then so is Sting. Um, just a little spoiler right there that's happening. Um, they really hyped up the match between a little bit, not so much, but the women's championship that should have gotten more praise to it. I don't know why they only had one segment with it. Kind of strange. Um, but not really, not surprised, because they don't really care about the division that much over there. Uh, so, uh, they should have just hyped it up a little bit more, at least. Um, you know, the crowd was, in that, uh, I forgot his name, the guy with the two UFC fighters that was there when Lance Archer attacked him in the ring. Great promo by that guy. I forgot his name. I never really, I don't follow UFC, so I don't know who the hell it is. I'm sorry for all the UFC fans that might come at me if you're watching this, but I've never heard of him before. I've never, don't know his name, whatever. But that segment, even though he did a great job as a promo, it was weird that he randomly had that. And it was weird to have Lance Archer just attack him. And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there with Lance Archer. I've said this before in the previous episode. What are they doing with Lance Archer? What are they doing with him? What, 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 they're just randomly having him go out there. This is my rant of the week, by the way. I know Joel isn't here. He usually does the rants. But this is my rant of the week. <clears throat> They're just randomly having Lance Archer. Hey, hey, it's a uh, we don't have we have nothing to do right now. Just go out there and attack somebody. Go, do your thing. 
and it leads to nothing. It leads to nothing. I'm pretty sure this guy isn't going to come back at all in AEW. We're not even going to see him next week. We're not even going to see him come back at all, probably. It was just, hey, Lance Archer, look dominant. Just go out there and attack this random guy and get nothing out of it. He's done it in the past. When Moxie, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks were, were feuding, you know, whatever time they had a, 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 a segment at the end of the show, they would just start brawling. Hey, Lance, go out there and help and do nothing and get nothing from it. Okay, bet. Does it. And again, nothing happened. Then all of a sudden, Darby Allen, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky started attacking with Sting and all that stuff. Hey, Lance, go out there and attack him too and get nothing out of it. Okay, bet. And he got a random TNT Championship match with, Lear, with Miro. Then again, what has he done since? Nothing. Just every time there's a there's a, a brawl out there, just go out there, send Lance Archer out there, and just let him do his thing. I get it. He's the Murder Hawk monster. I get it. He's supposed to look big. But have it lead to something, at least. That match, that match with Miro should not have ended there. That feud should have continued on and maybe have another championship match at All Out. I don't know why that is... I don't know why they keep doing that with him. They have no plan with, with Lance Archer. They're just having him go out there and do his thing and just attack at random moments and get nothing from it. I don't know if anybody else feels the same thing, but that's just so weird and annoying to me. Just do it. Bro, just have something for Lance. <clears throat> Start a few with somebody. Start a few with somebody at least. Come on, guys. Just don't. It's annoying now. Like it's clear to me that you have nothing for Lance. It's clear to me that you have nothing for Lance Archer. Just making him go out there, attack people, and then come back and then do it again next week, and then just keep doing it until you have no plans for him for more future comes. I don't know. Like I, I, it that annoys me. Just every single time there's a brawl, send Lance Archer out there, come back, and just do nothing. Um, get nothing out of it. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll eventually do something again with Lance Archer, like a full-on feud, maybe against Miro. That could have been a bigger feud, but I don't know why they stopped it. <coughs> Excuse my voice. I'm sorry about that. Excuse me. Uh, voice is a little hoarse right now. But, um, yeah, I loved AEW Road Rage. Great, 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 um, great show. I'm looking forward to a Fighter Fest and Money in the Bank. And I'm looking forward to the first WWE shows back with live audiences back on the road again. Um, and Slammiversary, let me tell you this. Slammiversary, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Slammiversary um, is happening not, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. I believe it's July 17th. I could be wrong. Um, but it's happening during the weekend, the same weekend as Money in the Bank. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I know Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship, the big money match for that card. Um, don't think Kenny Omega's doing it. I would be surprised, um, but um, I'm looking forward to some debuts. I'm looking forward to my prediction for that night is to have the Iconics now. No, I believe they're going by the Inspirations now. I believe that's their new name because I know both of them had trademarked the name the Inspirations with two eyes, kind of like the Iconics name that had two eyes in it. Um, it's the same thing, but I believe it's called the Inspirations. Um, I don't know how I'm loving the name, but again, it may have changed my mind. They haven't even done anything yet in the Indies, but I know their 90-day non-compete clause is is pretty much over in the middle of this month. So we get to see, may get to see the return of Chelsea Green, or or um, uh, may see some new names show up at anniversary because a lot of the guy people who were who were who were um released in the beginning of April after Mania. WWE, you may see some of them show up. 
them two are the two, the two people I see showing up at Slammiversary, mainly because of the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Um, yes, you may say that I know Peyton Royce, I don't know what her new name, I think it's Jessica or something. Um, he's married to Sean Spears, or, Sean Spears over in AEW, but I feel like they might be the, the team to actually go for the Knockouts Tag Titles. So I feel like they might go for that first, and then eventually come back to uh, maybe do some stuff there, and then maybe go to AEW in the future. But I don't see them passing off this opportunity to maybe go to Impact and have tag team title opportunities there. Uh, the only other company right now that I know of, the major company that I know of, that has women's tag team championships there. Um, maybe AEW can bring that back that women's tag team tournament they had about two like last year or two years ago where Diamante and Evelise won. Um, so hopefully they do something with that. I don't know, but. <clears throat> That's the team, that's the two people that I see debuting on Slammiversary. Uh, and Money in the Bank, um, next week's episode is a Money in the Bank edition episode. So I'm not going to talk too much about it right now. I'm actually not going to talk about it at all. I'm going to wait till next week to bring up stuff about that. Uh, so tune into next week's episode as well as we talk about Money in the Bank next week. Uh, planning on bringing a guest next week. Don't know what it is yet, but stay tuned for that. Um, <clears throat> uh, but I'm excited for WWE to finally have fans back. Kind of scared right now, um, as I had mentioned in a previous episode, uh, talking about the fans. If you want to go check that out, the, it's in a previous episode, so go check that out as well if you haven't already. Uh, it's uh, one of our previous episodes where we talked about the return of fans, so if you want to know what we, th- we think about that, go ahead and, and check that out as well, uh, and give that a like and a view. Um, <clears throat> but I'm excited for the WWE to finally have fans back. I finally, it's been needed for a while. For a while. And I think that um, it's it's just they needed it, man. The Thunderdome is something that um, is is something that they needed because it's the Thunderdome wasn't clicking for me anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean it's glad they're doing it now, but I'm excited because that means more wrestling shows are opening up and more wrestling shows that I can go to. So the more the better. And stuff like that. So, uh, I guess I'm just gonna wrap it up early. Uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go on too much of rambling, because um, I just want to talk about basically this episode is about recapping this week's NXT and AEW, and my thoughts on upcoming events. I don't want to make this an hour long. Again, my throat is kind of uh, hoarse today. Um, I've been recording. I'm trying to. Rec- I've been trying to record this episode for minutes now, and every time I get the chance to do so. Something comes up and I couldn't do it, so I've been talking basically for a long time now. Uh, so that's why I'm t- my my job. I don't want to get too much into my personal life, but my job is basically a lot of talking. So um, my voice is kind of hoarse, so I don't want to talk too much on my own. That's why I have a co-host and Joel, and he will be back next week when we talk about um, money in the bank predictions. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Uh, and again, I'm looking forward heavily in the future of wrestling in this month of July. Uh, a lot, a lot of fun stuff happening this month um uh so yeah uh I'm, I, let me know in the comments what you thought of aw road rager and nxt great american bash that happened this past week let me know your thoughts on how excited you are as well uh for you know wwe coming back with fans what your thoughts on on the, the next week's fighter fest night one card that's been released already Let's let me know everything that you're thinking about this month of July. You gotta get excited for July. It's summertime in wrestling. It's July. A lot of stuff is happening. A lot of shows, a lot of pay-per-views, a lot of matches, a lot of hyped-up things to get hyped for. 
So let me know what you guys think about this um <clears throat> about this about this month of July in the comments down below. Uh, again, my name is Nick. I'm your host of the Mink Fanatics, Mink Fanatics podcast. Give this episode a like, a thumbs up on YouTube. Um, give us a subscribe again if you haven't subscribed already. We're at 137 subscribers as we speak, and I'm trying to continue to grow this podcast. So if you haven't subscribed yet to the Ring Fanatics podcast, please go ahead and do so. Uh, hit the post notifications bell so you know whenever we post an episode, you stay tuned, you stay aware. Uh, go do that as well. I am Nick, your host of the Ring Fanatics podcast, and this has been episode 42 of the Ring Fanatics, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah.